Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 128 for April 18th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Front of Barry out this week. That's not bad, not bad. Thanks. Scott Very, Turner. Like Barry White. Greg Mead. Nope. Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent. See you next week, buddy. Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jeff, sorry, Mike Jeffcoat from Leatherneck Garage, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer from HeartwoodWorkshop.com, uh, Paul, I don't know, I can't see the rest of it, and the boys over <laughs> at Maybe I've Said Too Much. So Those boys, oh. we love those boys. Wow. Wait, yeah. is, hey, is, um... Did you say Paul Jackman? Definitely not. You did not say Paul Jackman. You said the well, first I said Paul. Part. I, said, Paul. I said Paul. I think yeah. it was my my wife that was complaining about that. She said like she's like, "Hey, you know what? He paid. You got to say his name, Phil." Like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. Gwen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. This and is she said she said she said tell Phil that I said that because, you know, he'll listen to me. Yeah, she's right. Yeah. All right. See? Paul <laughs> Jackman. Well, you okay. can say you know senior, wait, senior wait, 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 wait. Do you know what else what? Gwen said? What? She said I should get a raise. That's nope. not something she nope. would say. She did not say that. No, not I said a little she, bit what she, she said. She, I texted it and she said that. And it's, I have proof. You know what? This sounds like a really plausible story. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and believe you. <laughs> But but uh, the last time I checked, I don't think that Gwen is actually on the board of finance for this podcast at the time, so it's really null and void. Uh, Sorry, technicalities. I know loopholes. Yeah, I don't make the rules. Well, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Is that another movie quote? No. Nope. That's a Tim quote. Oh, yeah. So, what are we working on, Uh, Tim? What's what's on your uh, docket? Me first. Um, Yeah, I am. I I know I mentioned it before on the podcast, but I have to mention it again uh, that I got to go to Altoona, Pennsylvania and make my own boots at the Carolina factory. Mm-hmm. And I put the video out recently of uh, showing the tour and explaining my boots. And, and I'm, I have this hashtag. It's hashtag Sway Carolina. If you are interested in having a non-leather pair of Carolina boots, I would appreciate everybody going on the social media and telling Carolina that you're interested with that hashtag Sway Carolina. Um, and a- apparently, like, I didn't know this, but they actually had a meeting this week for they were putting up stuff on their Instagram store. They had a meeting this week for uh, next year's product line, and my my boots made it. Oh, amazing! And, uh, they were at the meeting. The ones that they're not really mine, but you know, but um, they were at the meeting, and uh, and then they had it up for twenty four hours on their Instagram story. They had like a poll. Oh, the of, yes, uh, no, yeah, I saw yeah, that for people. I, took, and, I actually and, took and voted for you. So. Oh, thank I, you very much. I, I and didn't uh, do that. And so people were voting on whether they wanted to see this this in the the next the future product line for kids. So it was like super exciting. It's just been like a total a total trip. Like I, I haven't know. watched your video yet, but I saw that poll and when I took it it was up at almost ninety percent of yes. Yeah, I don't I don't think I mean obviously I don't think there's like people like, Oh, screw that sway guy, I'm gonna go vote against his shoes. Like no one's gonna but I think what they're really more interested in is see the uh, the amount of participation probably. Yeah. You know Is there but, is there like a premium? Involved in paying, like, is it more expensive to get your broccoli shoes or? 
No, it looks like. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But from what I understand, that material is not more expensive than leather. It's um. So, then, so but there are some some you know in the the manufacturing there might be some some different differences that oh. would slow it down or whatever. But it's probably going to be around the same. I mean, in, in the same ballpark. By the way, I just I just picked up your hashtag. I just understood it now. Get it's it. It's not sway. just your name in Carolina. It's to like change their thinking, Carolina. Right. I wanted to because I mean I had all these fun like you know ideas for hashtags, but I wanted to just make it as simple as possible, and that yeah. kind of works. It's like persuade clever. Carolina, you know, but. Like it was what I was thinking, so I was like, "Well, we'll just drop that. Just make it simple." Sway Carolina. I need to have some kind of a verbular adjective, kind of pseudonym, because that's pretty. Sweet. Does that? Does that all? That fill me in. Need to get a what clue? do you have in mind? Is that what that? Is that what that I don't means? know. Like I call it like Phil amazing or like Phil Philtastic. Phil, yeah, something like that. Because <laughs> fill like me Tim in. Swit, like yeah, yeah. Fill I me did. In. Fill me in. Yeah, I tried that in high school. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um. The other things uh, I've been working on, I just did a, a coffee table. Uh, it was like this hundred something year old shutter from Guatemala that this woman brought in, and <laughs> I thought you were Guatemalan there for a second. The that accent was, was, that's how that's, yeah, was amazing, remarkable. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so she brought this this shutter in um, that she had someone made into a table like a while back, and it was very dated looking. And so I did like a rehash on that for her. That's a video coming out soon. But the thing I mentioned, I wanted to mention last week, and I forgot was yeah. that. I have a, you know, I heat my shop with a wood-burning stove, and it's it's old but not, like, good old. It's, like, late 70s, early 80s. Um, and so it's there's things that are broken in it and stuff. And for years, the, the, the metal grate that holds the, the wood has been broken, and I have, like, angle iron shoved in there. And there's I tried welding it, but it's cast, so it didn't work and um, kept breaking and stuff. And, and it finally just, like, collapsed on me. One, and I went in, and it was cold, and it collapsed on me. I was like, all right, that's it. So I grabbed some, some square steel tube, and I welded it together, and I put a, you know, a couple bars. I just welded a little frame and just shoved it in there. It took me 20 minutes. Now, in theory, it'll, maybe it'll start to get soft over the years. It's not cast, you know. But I fixed it in, like, 15 minutes. I just, like, took the entire old grade out. Instead of trying to patch it, I just built a new one. Mm-hmm. In like 15. And I just – I love that. Like, that's what I love about this lifestyle so much is just, like, just like fixing something. And it's like it's yes. just like this totally stupid meaningless thing. But my <laughs> my stove works better now, oh, and really? I say that because it, it produces less ash. There's less ash at the end of the day, which means it's burning hotter. It means there's less waste because oh, better ventilation for whatever. It's just yeah, everything's flowing better or something. I don't know. It's just like uh, and that made me even like more proud because then I was like, oh well, not only did I fix my old broken stove, but now it's running more efficiently. Huh, amazing. Yeah. Have we ever done the topic fix yes. or new? I think so. You already knew where I was going with that? Yeah. 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 But You're I was going to segue, why don't you go next, Phil, and tell us what you've been working on and what you fixed lately. Oh, good. You're taking over my job. Um, I, uh, I mentioned it last week that, uh, that I had some issues with some mold in the walls. We saw some stuff bubbling up behind. Yes. So I tore out the gyprock. I... Uh, I sprayed the heck out of it out of that Moldex stuff, and then I waited, and then I painted it with the, you know, with the kills, and then I did my drywall stuff. And this one was a little bit challenging because it's a it's a check in the wall, so it's sort of, you know, if anyone doesn't know what a check is, it just means it's a section that pops out of the wall, and then it's framed because there's like a pipe behind it or whatever. So it has like these steel or aluminum. I think I guess it's steel like angle steel. brackets. Yeah. yeah. So steel angle brackets that help hold the corners for two points of gyprock meeting up together, mm-hmm. sheetrock, whatever you guys call them in the state. And uh, anyway, so when I was pulling off the gyprock, I actually, you know, 
the angle didn't uh, didn't fare so well, so I had to fix that and then fix the jib rock and then and then do the mudding and then the painting. So really, my first experience with anything beyond just a small hole fix with uh, you know with like spackle or whatever. This was mud. This is because apparently men mud and non men spackle is what my understanding is. So I mudded. I did a lot of mud. You're okay. swinging it right now. I tell you that. Yeah, I yeah. never, I never heard that, but I'll, I'll believe someone that. told me that. Someone, probably, probably Bill. Someone salt and peppery. <laughs> so, not salt anyway. and gingery. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why it's called oh, gypsum? It sounds delicious. Because <laughs> it's gypsum. Yeah, gypsum. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because when I was probably Vance's age, maybe a little older. My older brother worked at a company here in the Bay Area called Pabco Gypsum, and that's what they made. They obviously, and I don't remember, it's still there, um, but he would, on the weekends, he was by himself. So he would bring me, and I would get to drive the forklift. And it was really cool because I was like, you know, I drive yeah. this forklift around while he's doing his thing. And all he, the only rule was do not raise the forks on. You, you can't raise the forks. And I didn't know why. All I knew is he said not to, which made me want to. So I right. did. And the reason why you can't raise the forks is because I ran into the catwalk up above with the conveyor belt on it. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. So that, well, that you know, bad. that's weird because normally letting an eight-year-old operate a forklift by himself is just perfectly yeah. safe. So Hey, yeah. considering all the other stuff in my life, that wasn't hardly that anything at all. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm blaming you in that example. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely certain we're not blaming Bill. Yeah. He's. How dare that eight-year-old screw up the forklift? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. What's wrong with him? Did he have any training? Yeah. But you so guys sure. always blame me. No, not in this case. Yeah. But uh, anyways, to finish out my ridiculous segment, I mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, mucho respect for the tradies who work with, you know, Jiprock. That stuff and mud has is an art form. Like, mine looks like Play-Doh that a three-year-old worked on. But it's good enough because it's the basement. Yep. And uh, and I got a bunch of orders for step stools recently. I've got like three of them I have to make. Oh, so, spring. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Little kids are yeah. sprunging. Yep. And uh, that's, that's about what I got going on. So, uh, oh, I guess it's Bill's turn now. Go ahead. Oh, um, so I put out a video. Oh, you did? It didn't show up in my Yeah, my I didn't either. I did. I, I, is it I, guitar I'm... or guitar themed or related? It is guitar? not. It is. What? Uh, I know, right? It was your... a nice little break. It's my backdoor security. Remember the, the title we decided on? Nope. You don't remember that? Backdoor security, what's, I'm guessing. What's, yeah, what's backdoor security? Oh, oh, right, right, right. It's not it's not a really strong pair of underwear. It's actually like some kind of a sewer grate thing. <laughs> it's called uh, uh, the ultimate DIY home security hack <laughs> slash you got all the words in 201. There. Third semester. What right. what day did you put it out? It's it's not showing up in my. Did you press publish or you just put it out for you? Yeah. No. I must have blocked it. you again. I don't know. Oh, yeah. that's an accident. But I don't understand that. How sometimes stuff doesn't show up in my in my uh, subscriptions. You know, William Lutz. Is it? But uh, it it was a fun little video, and I screwed it up and left that in there, so yeah, it's there it even is. better. It's even oh, better. nice, nice uh, uh, picture uh, thumbnail. Right? Didn't that come out cool? It's great. Oh, yeah. hey, it is a great. You that on it's great. I know. Get it? I know. Like a great. I didn't. I didn't, didn't know it when purpose. I said it. No, but after I said it, I I smiled. 
was cute. Cool. And then, uh, so, um, well, let's pause the podcast know. and watch that. And then uh, I just hit the bell, by the way. I didn't have the bell going. That's why I didn't see it. You have oh. to have the bell on. Oh, wait. Oh, crap. I see the bell. I don't know how to work that, YouTube. You know, I really don't like... I really don't like that YouTube makes you then hit the bell now. So you subscribe. It's like a two-tier following. It's so annoying. Like, listen, if I subscribe, it's because I want to know you, about the video. You guys don't have to do all of this just because you haven't watched my video. It's okay. I get it. You watch Jimmy's videos when they come out, but oh, I right. got well, two bells. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so next next build will be a couple of electric guitars that will be for sale. Uh, I've I've got Ooh. two matching art. Turo Fuente boxes, cigar boxes, and I think I'm going to do a, a light and a dark theme on each one of them. So be, they'll be the same, but they'll be kind of yin yang, yin yang ish. So like a white and a black theme or something. I think it'd be cool. And then right, I want to say thanks to a, a local maker, Chris Pixley, sent me a he. There's a place here in the Bay Area called the Crucible, and you can go learn how to blow glass and do fire Ooh. ceramics and stuff. And awesome. he made me a little go lutes. Uh, ceramic slide, guitar oh, cool. slide. Huh. So, thank you, Chris. That was f- cool. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Awesome. Great. <laughs> that was that was really cool. It's been a while. All right. <laughs> All right. I was thinking the other day how polished we are. I know. It's like. <laughs> oh, it's been. You know what though? That it's been over well over a year since I've slipped. All right, yeah. you burned it. I Agree guess. to disagree. Yeah, whatever. No, it's how do you know well it's been a year? You, you make because notes? it's been forever, and we had remember our friend that like counted all the podcasts where it's actually you two that screw up way more than I do. <laughs> how much did you pay <laughs> yeah. that guy? To I that? know. I, that the, that that's that math just doesn't work. I, no. no. <laughs> Maybe combined, Phil and I combined do more than you, but no, still it, no. It's individual mm-hmm. individuality. That's what we're all about here: is being uh, individualists. That's yep. not right. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure individualists is a word. I think we're about being individualists that don't swear on podcasts. <laughs> yes, we are that. <laughs> well, we, we do try and do that. We, yeah. I mean, Except on the pre-show where no holds barred. Well, yeah, we talk like sailors on the pre-show to try and get it out of our system, but apparently Bill still you know had one left. What's funny though is him. I actually, I don't, uh, it, I think it is you guys. It really is. What? You guys are the bad influence. Yep. That's yep. what everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. sure that's it. Hey, why don't we talk about the topic uh, this week? Uh, which oh, why is... don't you explain that? Because Tim and I don't I know. I will. We don't know. Let, yeah. me, let me do so. I'll proceed. <clears throat> so, the hustle. We all know what that means. Uh, if not, I'll go into it in a second. But TNG is a... Uh, it's an abbreviation for us Star Trek nerds, and it means the next generation. There was a show in the late 80s, early 90s called Star Trek The Next Generation. So Tim and I are, are Trekkies. So we thought it would be fun to talk about sort of the next level of what the hustle means as far as, you know, like, okay, so you've got your second side gig now. Now what? What are you doing to take it to the next level? What are you doing to make it your career if that's what you want it to? How are you getting to the next plateau? Like I have this part-time blah, 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 whatever it is that I'm doing. Okay, now I want it to be the thing that makes my family money, that pays the mortgage, that buys the groceries, that pays for the car. What am I doing to get to that next level if I want it to? Some people may not. Maybe you just want it to be a self-paying hobby. What if it, yeah, I was going to say, so it's not necessarily what are you doing to become a full-time maker. It's just like, what is the next level that your making ability, your reclaiming is going towards? 
Well, well, I think more specifically, this one's about money. Like, so if you choose to make this about your, your Why is career, it about money, because it's the hustle. You don't need yeah, to hustle I feel, when. You know. I feel like hustle, yeah, has to do with like like working income. harder, stepping up. You know. Well, usually it means about earning money. Uh, that's, I think that's perspective. I think that's perspective. No one has a side hustle for a nonprofit the yeah, organization exactly. that they don't get paid. I've always right. thought of hustle as either a, a dance, a very cool dance from the seventies and, or um, the ability to pick up the pace, move things along, get going, step up to the plate. Well, that's, that's hustling. Hustle. This is yeah. the hustle. Yeah. Oh. That's the difference. I mean, you can talk about your hustles. If you want to talk about seventies dance moves, that's fine. Phil and I can do the rest. I can show you. Nope. Nope. We're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Made that mistake once. <laughs> yeah. After we asked you to do the Charleston, yeah, whew. it was pretty. He was pretty good at that, though. Yeah, well, I'll give you that. He really moved that that frame around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that he actually knows what the Charleston is. Like I know the name, but I couldn't dance it if my life depended on it. He's over there twiddling his index fingers. <laughs> do you know why? Like... Because of the show Boardwalk Empire. Oh, I was gonna say because when you were eight, you had to drive a forklift. For your brother at the gypsum factory. No, that's pre-show stuff. See. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, was that a sneak peek? Yeah, that like, give, about that's that. given away for free. That's stepping back. That's not. That's not increasing the hustle. Oh, that's actually okay. that's giving the milk away for free. Yeah. Really, you got to bang the cow, right? Or is that how that goes? I don't know. That... I think we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It is some kind of. It's a. It is TNG. It's alternate universe. You're the one talking about cow doing or something, and Bill. And Bill's telling you to move on. And, and now, now Phil has the goatee, and Bill's clean shaven. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been. My daughter had strep throat this weekend, so I'm feeling a little, little off kilter today. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. You're drinking so, coffee, so I know that's. We can't blame it on booze. So. But you don't know what's in the coffee. I could I could have made this boo I could have made this coffee Irish. Yeah. At least. I didn't. At least Irish. Could have made it Jamaican. Okay. I don't um, know what that means. <laughs> so uh so Phil, I think I think you're probably the hustliest of the hustlers here on the podcast. Maybe you should start this off with um what you've been doing to yeah, step doing? up your hustle. What are you doing to step up your I mean, hustle? Because you're you're definitely the one that best fits that definition of like side hustle. Like you do it for income. Right. And you do it on the side, and you're like you just did that ridiculously large uh, piece work job. Like you're really mm-hmm. like you're really. It seems like you're trying to step it up um, and produce more. So is that what's what's your plan? I mean, is it just you just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, or do you have a do you have a mission? I guess uh, not specifically a plan, but I, I guess the strategy or the vision that I've been I've been working with is is diversification, and uh, and I always quote Bob Claggett on this because some people think, oh, you're you're on YouTube, so that's it. That's your income source or you're on whatever. That's your income source. But it doesn't work that way. If, you, if you're relying too much on one thing, you're dead in the water right out the gate. So I was mixing up a lot of metaphors. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so got a couple of bucks from YouTube, a couple of bucks from Amazon affiliates, uh, you know, um, a couple of bucks from the podcast and you know, take on some some piece work and uh, what else is doing and and Etsy, which is a big contributor, and you know, so every little bit sort of fills up the pots, so to speak. And uh, really, that's been my strategy is to make sure that I'm I'm constantly hedging bets and working whatever I possibly can and fill up as much of my time as I can, which doesn't take much to do. 
But uh, that's really been my strategy. And I, I honestly don't know what I could do without taking a serious leap to turn my side hustle into my main gig because I don't think I could bridge the gap. It doesn't enough. always work that way for everybody. Yeah. You can't always, yeah. you know, I mean. I think my nut's got... too big to yeah, do your that. Your lifestyle's too large for that, I mean. And it's not even that large. It's just three children is very expensive. Well, it's it's not even that because some people do make that leap that have kids. It's just that it's, it's just different for everybody. You know, yeah. it's it's different for everybody. It's where you live. It's it's the economy around you. It's what yeah, is mm-hmm. your side hustle producing is, you know, so, yeah. I just don't for think you, I've built the you? critical mass. Like, like for example, Bob sort of on the side, he, he built up enough of a YouTube audience. He he got close enough, like the same thing with, with David Picciuto. He got close enough where making the leap wasn't that far of a jump. Maybe it was just like you needed a running start, maybe a month or two, you know, he yeah. needed to rely on savings or whatever it is. So I'm way farther away than that. Well, that, that's all it is, is you're not there yet. Well, that gig you just did where you just made like 8,000 of these little award holders or whatever, like if that yeah. guy came up to you next week and was like, hey, listen, this is this is a thing, you know, we're going to we're gonna be guaranteed, you know, uh, you know, 400 a month for three months, you know, or whatever the number is. Then that that would be that type of thing that would give you that leg up to where like well now okay that gets my foot in the door that's kind of how like if one, I could one if I could ways. do two of those jobs a month that's it I I could quit my job yeah exactly but they were so eight hundred a piece yeah so. so if you had if you had two of those jobs a month like in the can and, and you wanted to quit your job you could do those two jobs and in those two months use all the time that you would be working your other job to be yeah. in finding the next gig the next gig the next gig you know yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, I don't know when the next one is though. That's the thing. Yeah, well, you, well, you'd, ha- you'd the- have to find. That's where that leap of faith is, and or not faith, but like the leap of of a belief in yourself. You know, that that um, is faith, though, right? But ultimately, yeah. I think the question is stability, right? I could always hustle up, like pun intended. I could always hmm. hustle up some business to get a couple of bucks, but like the real scores where you can actually, you know, depend on and not pull your hair out at night. And I don't know that much. Well, about, if you want so. stability, you don't want to work for yourself. That's just. I mean. There's, there's build a pipeline. You certainly can, it's, but it, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, you guys are both on the opposite ex- extremes here, and I think you both live in two different economies too. I mean, it's a lot easier to to be in uh, in Galena, Illinois, where I wanted to go, and or Utah, where I want to go now because my daughter's there. Hello, um, the economy there is much. It's the, the cost of living is a whole lot cheaper. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. it's not going to cost me that. You know, I think Montreal is like the Bay Area as far as cost of living. Or wherever uh, it is that you live. No, it's more like Boston. I, I think that. Yeah, I think that we're probably not too far off. I'm, I'm sure the Montreal is much more expensive than where I am, but I'm still in a, a fairly expensive. But the difference is the lifestyle. Um, what what you're into this, you're busy. So you're in this lifestyle, like you know, where you you pay someone to pick up your trash, you know, or you pay someone to shovel your driveway, or you and you you pay for these services. Whereas what we did is we went small, and we don't pay any of those bills. Like we just do it all ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, and just like and you know, and like you have a, your car was made this century. We don't have one of those, you know, <laughs> like little things see, like that. Like it, see, it, it, it adds you up. You actually did it. It's and that's not how I did. Most people did it. Right. Actually, what you're doing is what few people do. I did the exact opposite of what most people do. What most people do is they get themselves to that point where they're like just raking in so much bank and they're and they're have all their meals getting delivered by carrier pigeon or whatever the hell people do nowadays. <laughs> um, you know, they, 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 they go, okay, well now something has to give. Whereas we did it the other way. We went, all right, let's tighten our belt, let's let's shave some bills off, let's turn the lights out of the on the room when we're not in it, and we don't just do it for the financial reasons, but we do it for the environmental reasons and whatnot mm-hmm. too. Obviously, just to right. 
leave a smaller footprint. And, uh, and so then, you know, so the business, I mean, I had to, and I did the same thing though, cause I was playing music and I, I mentioned that, right. I was in a band. Yes. <laughs> I think I recall so, that. Yeah. I just, I just did that for Bill. Um, but so, you Is know, I was doing recall? that. Uh, you know, I was I was doing that you know critical load thing where I was playing music and and working and stuff. And now, uh, and every once in a while, my my wife and I just kind of like we we think back to like when she was working full time and I was working full time and and how just different it was, you know. Um, yeah. And it's our lifestyle hasn't changed all that much. You know, it's just uh, it's just by living smaller. That's my hustle is to like to <laughs> to to reduce my hustle. <laughs> Instead of like expand right. it, you well, know. The difference between it's top line versus bottom line, right? So instead of increasing income, you mm. reduced expenses to try to get to the right. same place. Well, like I have a I have a buddy, he's uh my wife and I are just talking about him. He's a mechanic and he has this huge shop. It's like a six thousand square foot shop. He has this one specific thing that he does. He like rebuilds like AC motors and like electric motors and stuff. And then there's like he has like a staff of like ten guys that are getting cars in and out and they're doing oil changes, they're do- restores, do a lot of classic car stuff. And their their monthly nut is huge. It's just such a huge place. And his wife is, you know, friends with friends with my wife and she's kinda like like thinks more like Gwen and I, like, why why don't you just Get rid of this six thousand square foot building and just start fixing these motors in our barn and be home instead of you know mm-hmm. working. And and you know it's like if you're if you you're making ten thousand dollars a day but you're spending nine thousand nine hundred dollars of it just to maintain, you're not really making ten thousand dollars a day. You know what I mean? That's the point. Like yeah. so, it's like the spending spending less to make more. It's it's got to be. I mean, it's different for everybody. Your your perspective, Phil's perspective, are just different. Mine is different. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for completely other reasons because I would love to do the same thing too, but I'm not willing to give up a pension that I'm building. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and it's not going to be a big pension. It's going to be like a itty bitty little tiny. You know, you know, a thousand dollars a month. Oh, you but you're so I invested in that. You can't. You know. Yeah, I, I I can leave that to Casey though. I mean, that's my that's my biggest thing. It's just mm. that. I, when I'm gone, she will get this for the rest of her life. And it's just a little something, something to, to contribute that I, that I feel like it might, a, a legacy in a way that I can mm-hmm. leave to her, which is why I don't quit my job and go full time. Cause otherwise mm-hmm. we'd be, you know, get out of the Bay Area right now because it's just crazy. This, this yeah. lifestyle here, the fast pace, the expense is insanity to me. I mean, it's just insanity. And I grew up here. I know what, you know, it's, it's just so far beyond now what I ever thought it would be as far as the pace and, the cost of living and everything, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a different perspective. I think I bet. I bet it's gotta wear you down. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean you've got so many years in, into this this union gig with this pension looming, you can't you can't walk away from that just because I, you I feel don't like have it. that many, but it's like it's the best thing I've ever Enough. done. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm there almost ten years now and it's like that's man, that's a fifth of your life. I mean that's yeah. you know that's that's a, good, a lot a of years. Chunk. It's a good chunk. Yeah. So let me bring up the next point. So my first point was oh, yeah, diversification. Right? No, no, no. It's fine. We're having a conversation. But my next point, and you know, we'll segue into that, is uh, is networking, which is super important. It's great that you do what you do. Now tell people that you do that, so they can start either giving you business or referring you business. Mm. So this piecework that I did, well, it's because it's my neighbor who lives across the street, and you know, we see each other outside, and we started talking, and he's in the promo business. He does like custom, low volume stuff for very high margin. And uh, we start, and I saw that he was doing woodworking stuff, and he'd ask me questions about it. And then this opportunity for him came up, and he's like, "I can't do this, but Phil can." Hey, Phil, what do you want to do this? And I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to do that." So then, you know, but if I ne- if we never had this conversation, if I never talked, if I never brought him into my workshop to see what it is like, just as friends, had nothing to do with business, then he would know that I could do what I do, and this never would have happened. 
And, you know, that happens on social media in your local area. That happens, you know, uh, just amongst friends. I can't tell you how many step stool I've, I've done for kids' friends and friends of friends. It just, you got to talk. And unfortunately, if you, if you do want to make it as a maker, as a builder, as a whatever, as a tradesman who works for yourself, you must tell people what you do. And that, and that happens all the time, not just sometimes. Mm, it's that's a good point and and the other thing though is that there is a there is a way to do that there's a um like you you can kind of be uncouth with that and you, you see it a lot on social media where people like they they just write out like hey follow me back and like me back and do this and that and you're like hey you want to buy this you want to buy that there's like some people are like oh, yeah. a little pushy about it yeah yeah but what you're talking about is more like this genuine like you're not like you know yeah i make step stools you want to buy a step stool you just yeah, yeah. i make step stools you know I, that's yeah. the way I sh- to do it i should it. clarify i am yeah. saying bring people no. into your world as though like yeah. you are Show them how passionate you are, but what it is that you do? Because there's nothing that's more powerful than someone feeding off of your passion. If they see how much you love what you're doing, then they not only do they want the product, they want the process. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing that's really going to sell you as far as a non, you know, uh, home goods at home kind of store. You know, if you're selling that kind of you know tchotchke stuff, like mm-hmm. they want to buy a story from you and and. A guy in their neighborhood who makes stuff is a story that they're going to be able to point to when guests come over to the house and say, oh, funny you ask. That piece, mm-hmm. that chessboard is from a guy that I saw on Instagram who actually is a friend of a friend and it's made from whatever the hell it's made from. You know what I mean? Like people people want artifacts in their homes when they pay dollars for them. You know, when you, you buy something at Winners or at, uh, you know, at Walmart, or, there's no story behind it. There's no mm-hmm. – it's not an artifact. It's a thing. When people pay money for something in their house, a table, a whatever it is, it's an artifact of an adventure that they met this guy on, a, you know, social media. That's what you got to do. You know, mm. you got to be interesting, different, have a story, and give them something to tell their friends. Well, you got to tap into those people though, too, because not everybody yes. cares. I mean, sure. Oh yeah, I agree. Someone who's going to spend a couple thousand dollars on a dining table is, you know, is that person. Well, not not always, though, is what I'm saying, is that there are people that have no problem with, they don't care about the story. They will go to the fine furniture store and they will just buy a $2,000 dining table. You know <laughs> what I mean? And there are yep. people that will hire you to make one that don't care about the story, too. They just want to they just want right. to get it made like they but, want. But, yeah, because they but, wanted something but, they couldn't buy. But the good ones doing, are the ones that care. Well, well the people that we, that, that we can associate with, the ones that we are trying to tap into, are those that are interested in what we do and how we do it and the story behind it, and especially yeah. as reclaimers, you know, because you do get a little bit more of that story. It's not just that I built this by hand. I built mm-hmm. this by hand out of this material, you know? Yes. And that's this material is special because it used to be the Ernestina or whatever, you know? Hmm. Okay, so now how do we find these people if we're giving <clears throat> concrete advice today? How do we find them? Um, well, like you said, you talk to your neighbors and and you go out there. I I think that you're going to find more of them in your neighborhood and at the supermarket than you are on the internet. Uh, I think a lot of times, like or, or at least the quality. I feel like when you make that personal connection, because there's so much chatter online, everybody thinks, oh, oh I'm going to start an Instagram channel and be rich and famous. And it's there's just so much chatter out there that you're going to. And again, it goes to my philosophies of you know like this, like making it smaller. Like I, I say this all the time, there's 3 million people live in my state. I need 1% of them as my customers and I'm set for the rest of my life. Why do I need to be all over the internet getting you know people all over the world to like my stuff? Um, I do it to find the one person in Connecticut, to find the person nearby. 
But going back though to what Phil said, as far as as reaching out though and connecting using the internet, using social media, using the community that we're all in, um, is another step to do that. Because I, I oh do absolutely. Both. I yeah. do both. I mean, oh, because, me too. Of, because of the salon, people, that's like a showroom for me. People go in there, it's like, oh my mm. gosh. And I've, I've gotten some side gigs from people who've seen what I've done. So there's something that's local. People see my work, they're like, oh my gosh, does he does, does can he do this in case he's say, oh, I'll talk to him. And I've done some for some people and I've not. Um, but now with the, my cigar box guitars, it's kind of, although I plan on doing it locally as well. I'm just dipping my toe into that. But right now the, the interest is coming from social media. It's coming from the internet. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's you haven't, like, put, it, you haven't put any out local yet. You haven't, you haven't sat at a craft fair yet. Right. Yeah. I haven't even had a chance. Yeah. And, but I'm saying it's like, Hey, I'm going to make these three and they went really quick and I'm going to do two more. And I've already got people saying, Oh, I, you know, let me know when you do. Cause I want that. But that's been online. It's like, well, this is awesome, but I'm still, I'm taking my time to do that next level stepping up hustle a little bit more than I think both of you are. You know what I mean? Like, Phil, you're, you're. No, I don't know what you mean. Well, okay. Then let me explain it to you. Please do. Uh, a little crazy. Um, it seems as though you've, you've figured a lot of stuff out and you're using that experience and that knowledge to apply to what you're trying to make your hustle go. Right. A lot of knowledge and experience behind what you do for a living is going into this amazing amount of growth that you're experiencing as far as being able to do these side hustles, not just, not just the, the social media thing, but what you're making, the knowledge that you've gained, your Etsy store has gone up, mm-hmm. the networking. I mean, you're a guy that is now traveling the, the, you know, this continent because of what you do for a living, which is networking, right? Sure. So you're applying that now to your side hustle to where I have literally five percent of that type of knowledge and experience and i'm just slowly by watching you watching others around me the community that we live in i'm slowly applying that and i'm okay with that because i can't do much but do what i got to do anyway my plan for being able to stop doing my day job and go to a full-time side hustle is still three four five years out so that's what i meant by where you're taking off right now applying all of that tim it's almost like you've always done the side hustle Right, you you tried the day job with the chef thing, but then you started you started earning your way in life, working for yourself, doing what you wanted to do at a very young age, and you've done that for well over what thirty years now, right? Well, not, not years. that long. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, How long old do you think he is? I know, geez, but um, uh, well, you're in your seventies, late seventies, Tim. <laughs> so you must be. Doing <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I, I've I had jobs off and on. I've had part time and full time jobs, but yeah, I've I've definitely. Uh, and you know, there's yeah, it's always cutting it out there. There was a great story I heard once of a, a musician was talking about how he hired this other musician to do this gig, and and it was a guy he looked up to that you know was like way above him in the in the in the world. It's you, he, huh? You're talking about no, it's not me. No, it's just oh. some guys. And um, and so you know, so he does a gig, and then he gets paid, and he goes to pay the guy, and the, the pay was like it was like a hundred bucks. It was like he was, thought it was going to be paying better, so he felt really bad that the pay was so small. So he's going to this this person he really looked up to, and he's paying him a hundred bucks, and he goes over and he. Brings him to his house. He's like, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to pay more. This is all I got for you is 100 bucks. And the guy just said, you see all this around you? I just built it 100 bucks at a time. That's just what the – that. and so that's what my life has been. It's just hmm. been a lot of 100 bucks at a time kind of things, you know. And uh, that's – you know, right right now to, to stay on topic with the hustle, what I'm working on is not so much about um, 
I mean, I am always constantly working on getting my name out there and, and finding customers. I should be working harder on finding customers, but I'm working on honing in my craft again because I'm sort of like you, Bill. I'm going into guitars, but, you know, the the ones that are harder to sell because they're they're more expensive. <laughs> but um, and, uh, and less people play. There you go, making them. those real instruments yeah. again. But I, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to like develop a product line and I'm trying to build up an inventory um, because I want to go, I want to set up a booth with them somewhere. Why not? I, I want to, I have like images for signage and this and that, go to like guitar shows with them uh, and really like kind of put a, put a push into that. But at the same time, the bills are coming in. So it's like, that, like, it's almost like my side hustle is, is, is a side hustle to my side hustle. You know? Right. And, and that's yeah. what I was going to say. It's, it's all perspective, right? Because now you're trying to do, you're trying to even narrow that focus even more, not only just working for yourself, but making a specific thing that you want to, as opposed to doing the client. Yeah, just shifting, shifting out of furniture, you know, right. I mean, right. but then at the same time, like, I'm like, Oh, I just, I need to find work. And, and it's like, cause it's, it's slow because I'm really like kind of doing like minutiae sort of like edits to the idea to being set up to mass produce in essence. So, so I'll make three guitar necks and I might not use any of them. You know, they might, mm-hmm. there might be something about them. I don't like, but I'm trying things and materials and, and, uh, yeah. Well, that leads into basically my last point about this. And that is to be unique. You need an edge. Mm. Yep. If you think that you're going to be able to get out there and do cutting boards or do, I don't know what, whatever it is, you know, like a mission style, whatever, or, you know, pallet wood this or you know what i mean like you you need to find something different take for example joel crawford right so he came out with that spartan knife holder Mm -hmm. boom that's now a business like he he, he basically he's got a business around a product i know that he's developing other stuff right now but he turned a product into a company and from what i understand he's doing very well Mm. the guy's basically a billionaire right now so i mean that's where i'm (laughs) going with that i heard i had trillionaire but trillionaire right yeah. Uh, no, but in all, look, in all honesty, he's independently he, wealthy, but there's no reason to just blow it out of proportion. I mean, fair seriously. enough. Fair enough. He lights he lights his cigars with Hundies is where we're going oh, yeah, with this. Yeah. Canadian hundreds, uh, and we're talking about the car, not the not the bill. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, he's blowing up cars. <laughs> he blows up a '96 Excel and lights a cigar off it. Yeah, pushes it in the river. Nobody needs this Sonata. <laughs> Tiburon. By the way, that would make a hilarious Simpsons gag. Was, uh, I want to do it for real, man. What are you talking about, Simpsons? Okay, that would make a heck of a video. What are you talking yeah. about? So, so really, you know, all, all to say is that, you know, I found a product and it, there, I had a whole bunch on, on Etsy before one actually took off, right? So I had like uh, these phone holders and uh, toolboxes and uh, iPad stands and literally I've never sold one. I have this personalized garbage can. I've sold three of them. But the whiskey boxes and the step stools, dozens mm. and dozens. So it doesn't just happen. There, there's product development that has to happen. There, there's a price sweet spot. There's all yeah. this stuff. I, and then I'm there's just, one listing gets successful for some reason and just always ends up in the top of a search. Yes, exactly. But, and then but you've I want to talk about that specifically and say that that's not always the only way to do it because sometimes that doesn't happen for people. So for some people, you might not make the most amazing step stool or this whiskey box that's personalized or, or a Spartan knife holder. Maybe you just make a really quality, nice looking you know, end table, um, but you are what's going to sell that. You, you yourself, you're getting out there. So there's different ways of doing it. It's being unique doesn't necessarily mean – I know for a fact that there are people out there – some people that I know that are craftspeople, that are artists, that are that are still struggling to try and find that thirteenth freaking note, and they're they're spending so much time trying to do that, they're not actually accomplishing anything, and they're not doing 
Do I'm sitting right here. I know. I, I know. I'm it hurts. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is is that yes, sometimes it is trying to find mm. that niche of the product you make, but also maybe it's finding that niche in the way that you interact with people. Maybe it's your story that they're buying and it's not that what you're actually making. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. don't focus I, solely I on the product. Do. I agree it doesn't have to be a product. If you take a look at someone named Andy Berkey, right? He doesn't he doesn't have a product that he sells. However, he does have a niche in that he kind of does his restoration of, uh, of let's say, holy sites because he right. doesn't just do churches. So well, that's his right. So he's known for that that he can do that kind of careful right, but that's, but restoration that's, and matching. But what I'm saying is, is that that is sometimes the way you have to go. He didn't just sure. say, you know what, I'm going to specialize in doing this type of uh, of cathedral architectural church line of work that was slowly over many 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 years of focusing and specializing getting there sometimes you can come up with a product like the spartan knife holder that's it's not overnight but it's like hey joe found this i mean joe he designed he created this unique product right and he before he knew it he worked hard enough at it he put enough into it to where he was able to flip that over that was his way of, of of step stepping up to that hustle and and going from the day job to you know to making full time. Sometimes it takes. Just don't think that's going to happen for everybody. That's my advice. I'm not but, saying that'll happen for everyone. I'm just saying be special either in what in what you do in or in how you, you do are. it. Well, and, but you know what? There are and who you are. There are plenty of people out there that make a really nice cutting board that sell them. Like that's right. you know because there's a market for really nice cutting boards. Uh, if you live in a town and you go to the craft fair that happens twice a year and you have 30 really nice cutting boards, you're probably going to sell them if there's nobody else that's selling cutting boards. What happens on the internet is that there's thousands and thousands of guys that make really nice cutting boards and they're all putting them on Etsy and they're all racing to the bottom with their prices trying to sell their cutting Correct. boards. And that's the problem. That's where I was saying about like if you find your local niche. You Oh, it's the guy, like you were saying, the guy lives down the street and he made this cutting board. Now, even though it's not necessarily the 13th note, it's a really nice cutting board in someone's home. It has a connection and it's the artifact that you, you want. What I'm saying is both avenues can work for you. Mm. If you if you are somebody that, that knows social media, that knows the technology that you two know way more than I two do about, you can utilize that. You can use that for your hustle to get a take whatever knowledge you have, whatever skills that you have for making and trying to do your hustle. Matt and John DeResta are an excellent example of two guys that are doing that hustle by making it's it's not the product it's the fact that they're out there every weekend selling these things making pretty decent money supporting oh, their they're families, putting on a show you know yeah right? because of them of their personalities are yeah. out there they're right. grabbing people hey come here you know it's not, i mean that's so their edge so, there's yeah. so many ways to be unique and to be different ryan ridgely is starting out he's starting this this dude's gonna blow he's gonna blow up as far as like being what he's doing is, is going to be great because Ryan's a great guy. And it's yeah. his personality that's standing out. He's making things out of pallet wood. Mm. Paul Jackman is making mini movies out of pallet wood and these silly items, but he's he's able to – so everybody's got their own way to get out there and to do that. Don't – like I said, I, I just want to make sure because it's intimidating sometimes. Or you've got this guy that doesn't even want to start a YouTube channel, doesn't want to uh, get on Instagram, doesn't want to go to the craft show and sell something because he thinks, I can't. I haven't developed that perfect thing yet. I haven't come up with that perfect idea. You know, that's launch. Thing, no yeah. matter what it is, if it's a skill, if it's, uh, you know, if it's a product, if, whatever it is, you've got to find an edge. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't just be exactly like everybody else. Otherwise, there's no reason for anyone to find you or use you or buy from you. But if you're the the only one in the neighborhood, though, 
that's when that that's, that's your edge. Well, that's your edge. That's your edge. That's a pretty good edge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a yeah. lot of edges. It's like Freddy yeah. Krueger's hand. Yeah. A lot of edges. Huh? Wow. Huh? I also find yeah, um, being good. an NFL player also is very helpful. It's a pretty good edge <laughs> thing. <laughs> And that, that's pretty good, too. It's no, it's, it's, it's you you setting yourself apart, whether it's with what you make, who you are, where you sell, yeah. who you talk to. Setting yourself apart, that uniqueness, that edge, it, it can be in many different forms. And so, for some people, it will happen quickly. Some people, it might take you a while longer. I've only been doing this making thing for you know 45 plus years, and I'm just now starting to figure out what I'm doing. I mean, it's it takes You may want to move a little faster than that. Hey, mm. I've got plenty of time left. Like 10, there, 11, 12 years. Yeah, you got time to burn on a Hyundai. Um, Hyundai. You know, I was thinking actually I, when when Tim before said the story about the dude who built his house a hundred dollars at a time. I think we should do a podcast episode called a hundred dollars at a time about building out a workshop and like what you would buy a hundred dollars at a time to and how and how would you make a hundred bucks with it to buy the next thing. Yeah. yeah, that could be fun. That's that is a fun one. I'm gonna write that down. That also re- that, that reminded me of something else I wanted to say. So we'll take the opposite approach to this because I know somebody when I was living in Utah. This guy was a contractor and he had a pretty successful construction business. Um, okay. And he was hustling and he was working for himself and he was he wasn't necessarily Tim like you said. You know, you want to lessen your expenses. It's not that he was living over the edge, but he was spending all of his time to provide the lifestyle that he was living for him and his wife and his kids. And it wasn't extravagant, but that's where, to, in order for them to live the way they were, that's what he wanted to do. He worked seven do. days a week. It, it, it's, it's not how many days a week he was working. It's just like, it got to a point to where it's like, you know what? I don't need to do this. And it's kind of like what you did, but instead of working for yourself or cutting back the expensive, he, he or expenses, he actually said, screw this. I'm not going to work for myself. I'm going to get a nine to five and take that stability, that, that, Money that I, and so he ended up being like a manager at a hardware store. Yeah, and he just he's yeah. like that's that's good for me because now I've got I know I'm home every night at this time. I spend my time with my kids. I have weekends off. I've got medical. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's a part of me that sometimes thinks that like you know when it's you, you're you're banging your head against the wall and it's just not coming together and you have times like that and it's like man you know I could just have a job you know. And then I remember like all the times I had jobs and I was like, man, I got to find a way out of this job. And that always wins. <laughs> well, just got, I, I think uh, here's some philosophy or some kind of karmetic sentence. Uh, the inner peace comes from within the innerness, right? It, it, whether you work for yourself or somebody else, you got to be happy. You got to be doing what you want to do. You know what? When I was, when I was cooking, um, I, did, I did, worked every position at some point in time, all the way up to the executive chef, right? And uh, if I ever had to go work in a kitchen again, I wouldn't want to do any of the jobs that I aspired to get to as I got there. I want to go right back to where I started, where I peeled carrots and chopped vegetables and then washed dishes at the end of the day. I could do that 40 hours a week and just Casey's Casey's in my the thoughts. middle of, of having those <laughs> trepidations right now. Uh, the salon is doing well. Don't, don't get me wrong. But she's mm. working really hard. And so is, is her business partners. But there's days when she comes home and she's like, you know – because she loves to go to Target. I mean, that's like her little release. We can't afford to shop at Bloomingdale's, but she can afford Target, right? <laughs> so she's like, I could just get a job at Target and with the 10% discount and the, 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 you know, the stable. It would just be so – I don't have to answer it. I just stock the shelves and mm. blah, 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 blah. And, and my response to that is, yes, that's true. But just remember, you can be unhappy no matter what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. It's Very just, it's just much nicer to be miserable with a little bit of money. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, having money, yeah, it's, it wasn't a money thing. It was just about there's there's going to be stress related to no matter what you do and yeah. how you deal with that stress is where where you're. you're let, me, let me read you one of my favorite quotes, <clears throat> and it's and this is this it's is by another me already ask- right. It's what episode was it? Uh, you, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, this is basically the last edge, right? And it goes like this and it's from uh, Elon Musk. He goes, work like hell. I mean, you just have to put in 80 to a hundred hours, uh, 180 to a hundred weeks every week. This improves the odds of success. If other people are putting in 40 hour work weeks and you're putting in a hundred hour work weeks, then even if you're doing the same thing, you know that you will achieve in four months what it takes them a year to achieve. So, I mean, I, I wrote, I read that not particularly nicely, but basically what he's saying is if you're working two and a half times what everybody else is working, that's your edge too. So if you could be that could be your edge. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. so many yeah. different things that could be your edge. Right. Putting so in that find extra your edge, time, whatever that is. Right. Are you a personality? Are you a performer like the Derestas out in uh, on the West Coast? Are you? Right. Do you have a unique product like Joel? Do you? Uh, you know, are you the only game in town? That's a pretty good one too. You know, and, you know, uh, you have a unique product or do you, you know, you just hustle the hell out of yourself. You nailed so, it, though. You said what I think that the key to this whole thing, we can end on the simple note is find your edge. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Okay. That was, that was, you know what? There's actually some good advice in there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, whose podcast is this? Yeah, I feel like we did something wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, now we're so, destined for like three crappy ones. <laughs> I think we could give ourselves five. Okay, well, we got Keith next week, and then we'll give ourselves six. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, so we don't have to worry about it for like two No, years. I was saying like, that'll be a good one, then we need to add it. Oh, okay, oh okay, 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 okay. I thought okay, you meant yeah. like inclusive, that's one of the yeah. crappy ones. Keith will start us <laughs> off with some crap, and then we'll just have yeah, like, think, more crap weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It'll Keith be so Keith crap, it'll us. count as two crap episodes. <laughs> that's the name of next week's episode. <laughs> two Keith's crap episodes? Crap. Yeah. <laughs> Keith's crap. Keith's crap corner. Yeah, I like it. Um, oh, so what are we watching? Uh, who's first? I'll go. Bill, what are you watching? Um, I am watching, and we've all, we've all already said this man's name on the podcast. We've already talked about him on this particular episode. Uh, I'm watching Andy Berkey. And if you didn't see his latest video, uh, so here you have this master craftsman that's been doing these skills for so long and he's found, he's found the edge for what he does for a living. And now he's, 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 found this tool the the handheld cnc uh oh, yeah, I can't, yeah. right shape it, the shaper origin. the shaper yeah. shaper origin so but what i love about this is he took and leave it to andy to come up with something unique and different and he's the and, he, and that's the name of uh he might be the first person in the universe to ever use a cnc upside down and he basically he put some scaffolding together and he laid on his back and he took this this handheld CNC and he did Seymour make better the face of Seymour make better on his ceiling, like the Sistine chapel. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just any, and, and his interaction with George, just watch the video. His interaction with George makes, will make you smile. And he always makes people smile. He makes me yep. happy just cause he's alive. Good dude. But mm. his interaction with George was amazing. So go check out Andy Berkey and um, you'll thank me later. And you can do that monetarily. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Tim, what are you watching? Um, <laughs> I'm watching no one send Bill money for recommending Annie Berkey. <laughs> but you guys both just told me to step up my hustle. That was good. That was good. Don't don't hustle our listeners is what I'm saying. Oh, see, there's got to be like a book with rules. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, I wanted to mention a new YouTuber, uh, Chuck Fisher, and the link will be in the uh, show notes or whatever. But uh, he wrote to us, maybe it was just me, I think it was you guys too, uh, saying, hey, I just made my first video. And it was um, it was stemmed out of we were having a conversation about what to do with uh, scraps of plywood. Um and oh, yeah. uh, he was like, you know, do you burn it? And you're not really supposed to burn it and stuff. And so he just made these little trivets out of uh, plywood. It was his first YouTube video ever. Mm. He has, I think, five subscribers at the time of, of me saying this. And I know I'm one of them. So uh, go check it out. He did a pretty good job for his first video. I don't appreciate your peer pressure. Um, that's, that's sorry. Kind of I was asking a lot. I mean, it's just not nice. Oh, wait, I did well, that was... last week. Never mind. Yeah, no, it was actually it was just Bill. I was I was trying to pressure Phil. You, oh, I don't, oh then, you don't have then to. Please proceed. Okay, cool. Yeah, just send me a link. Send. Can you at least do that? It, it'll Tim? it'll be in the show notes. I don't look at so our podcast. You have to go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com and find I, the show notes. I can't even type that long. It's a big name. It's a mm. long, a lot of letters. It takes him a long time to hunt and peck with one finger to type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got voice to text now. There's not even that excuse anymore. That's true. Yeah. Recamed Flaudio. I don't want that. You suck, Siri. <laughs> hey, Siri. Reclaimed audio. Yeah. All right, Phil, you watching anything? Yes. That, that's two, man. Are you kidding me? Oh. I, I activated Siri. I'm sorry. It took me by... <laughs> what does that have to do with swearing? It, well, it, su- it surprised me. I'm sorry. I, I'm feeling very... I told you, you I, spent, to I spent all day in a, uh, in a classroom in a, cha- in a folding chair... Oh, hours upon antsy. hours sitting in a folding chair. It was awful. You're antsy. Yeah, you must be exhausted from all that sitting. I tell you. I'm telling you. Oh, and Casey made me do a double workout yesterday. We go to the gym yesterday, and out of nowhere, I realized it's like, I'm exhausted. What the heck is going on? And, she looked, and we're doing like our last set of exercise. I'm like, I can't believe how much this has kicked my butt. And she's all, well, actually, we did two workouts today because you skipped last week. That's just <laughs> evil. That's evil and wrong. Yeah, it's Revil. All right. So yeah. anyway, where can people find us, Phil? <clears throat> well, I didn't tell mine, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Uh, so I'm watching a channel called Electro Boom, which is not uh, not a small guy. He's a big guy. He's got about 1.4 million subscribers. But he's this Iranian dude, and he basically explains electronics and electricity and how it all works. And uh, he's really good. He's really funny, and he, he you can tell that he's – doing things to like he basically talks about safety but he also does things in a very unsafe way so he'll plug in like a capacitor and it blows up in his face oh that guy i know you're talking about he's hilarious that is hilarious he's really really good but you know so i watched like probably i'm gonna say about four or five ten minute episodes today he's he's lunch hour and all that stuff it's almost like a comedy show more than an electronic show but it's all the all the science is like real like yeah oh yeah it's real like the one that i really liked was how he explained three-phase ac so for me, I was like, oh, okay, what's that? And then he explains it in a way that you're just like, oh, I get it. You know, mm. and, and he really has a thing for like this, uh, the Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison feud. And yeah. he really like pits them against each other. It's really, really good. And it's, anyways. It's Tesla really well all the way. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, because he I'm came up with, with AC. Yeah. DC yeah. doesn't work over transmission cables over a mile long. So yeah. everybody, everybody has a 20 foot tall battery in their backyard that dies every six months, you know? Great. Yeah. Okay, settle, settle. There's the future. Also, Thomas Edison would electrocute things um, to prove that DC was better than AC, and he invented the electric chair that ran on DC power, uh, on AC power to demonize AC power. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Think about that. Oh, and another goodness. thing. And a little tidbit here also. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. So, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com. WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that, who we absolutely must have a conversation with. So, let's, let's book him. Um, Justin, reach out to me, please. TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne for that. NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Thank you to, I guess, Tim for that. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys, and it's super important in you know in hearing from you what it is that you uh, you enjoy or don't enjoy about the show, especially if it's about Bill. Um, on iTunes, <laughs> leave us them reviews. They are super important in getting more people listen to the podcast, and I think that's we can agree that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, the absolute best way to do a couple of things. One, to keep us on the air. Two... To get yourself on the air, as evidenced by uh, Mr. Keith Decent and Mr. Jeff Shaw. So, and, and Mr. Uh, Keith Decent. <laughs> and Mr. Keith Decent, and then we got another one coming up as well. We, so, have, we have May. There, there's a couple slots left for May. There's one slot available for May. Technically speaking, we're only supposed to do one a month. So that's that's. Oh, what we're so the May is full up, so we're booking for June. Right. <laughs> But oh, for an only uh, for an extra fifty, uh, we'll waive that. Just kidding. Anyway, we'll figure that out. <laughs> and uh, and the other thing is the t-shirts, right, Tim? We still have a few left. Yeah, we do still have a few left. I forgot about those, and I forgot to mention them last week. But um, there are not. We sold out of a couple, at least one size. Uh, but there's still a few. And if I don't think we're ever going to make them again, and if we do, they won't be the same. So this is a. Li- I don't want to go all you know public radio. Uh, pledge drive on you, but this is a limited edition offer. These these shirts, and uh, especially with the bonus package that we're offering, where I am hand stenciling whatever kind of crazy lunacy comes into my head based on the stencils I made before, or you can choose from some selected stencils. Um, so again, that number is one eight hundred. It's it's uh it's reclaimedaudiopodcast dot com and click on the t shirt. It'll take you to my Etsy page. But yeah, there are a few left, and um, grab them because otherwise they're going to end up as shop rags, and that'd be a shame. I, I think it would be really would be cool for uh, Bay Area Expensive Maker Faire coming rice. up. If anybody's going to that, that's listening to this podcast, show up in a reclaimed audio shirt. For no and Bill will give you a hug, and <laughs> I will give you two hugs. Two, two hugs. hugs, jackpot. Yeah. Bill, should I should I mail the rest to you to try and sell out of the back of your Kia at the Maker Fair? Yes, yes. We could do that. Yes, that would be good. I guess. What do, what do you think, Phil? I'm thinking yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's do that. Yeah. That's, okay, yeah, great. that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll be able to. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I'll I'll, uh, I'll have those. So if you if you're not going to the Bay Area Maker Fair and you want one, you better order it like this week because I guess I'm going to yeah. mail in the bill or something. When is that? Yeah. Let's let's put a two week deadline on it by the end of the month. When's the Maker Fair? Uh, in May. No. Uh, middle of May. Yeah. Middle of May. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool. So. All right, Caballeros. And if you, the more you buy, the, the cheaper it'll be for me to ship them. So that'd oh, be helpful so too. Fill up my truck till Actually, they're free. Actually, why don't one them. of you out there just buy the rest of our shirts? Yeah, we're okay with that. Yeah. yeah. We'd rather more people have them walking around with them. But anyway. No, I, I'm picturing an art project. Someone could sew them all together and make some. Like a, you know what it could be? It could be a sail for their sailboat, and they could just go reclaimed audio and all up and down the oh, bay. Oh man, like the reclaimed audio sailboat. Yeah, yeah, make a boat out of duct tape and broken sticks, and yeah, you know. And uh, Ernestina. So I think we're done here. Tim will at this send point. you some Ernestina wood for the rudder because that would be like, what's the word I'm looking for? 
We're done. We're done. Horrible. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Have a a great week. Be good.